0: Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Financial Flight Plan podcast alongside Brie Reyes. I am Ben George. We are excited to have you on the show today for a conversation about minding the gap. Have you ever been to London, Bree?
1: I have.
0: Okay. So you're familiar with that term then?
1: Yes. We're talking about the gap between the train door and the station platform.
0: Exactly. And it's like plastered everywhere. And it's like the very popular touristy trinket item to bring home with you is something that says mind the gap. But we're tying it into finance today. And there's a lot of gaps that oftentimes people aren't aware of in retirement planning that they need to be and need to have a plan for. It's something that Bree works with her clients on all the time at Estes Financial, but we want to make sure you are uh, aware of these things today on the show. But Bree, before we get into today's conversation, you just got a nice uh, visit to a women's symposium recently, right?
1: I did. I had one right before I left town. It was really interesting to go to it. It was put on by a big magazine here in Fort Worth, Three Hundred and Sixty West, and so it was fascinating because a lot of the talk was um, was finance related and like how to negotiate a better salary. It just it was very women specific because it's not something that we're necessarily taught, Uh, and so it was very very fascinating. It was I was. Very happy with how it went. What we what we covered and the number of young young people there learning and open to and because that's certainly not something I had learned before I joined the
0: workforce. So it was really awesome.
1: It was a lot of fun.
0: That's cool. Is that something that happens every year? Or was this the uh, this was off? the
1: inaugural? So okay. I have a feeling we're going to see it more and more often. But this was this was the official inaugural. Um, events. So I'm hoping that they uh, they do it more and more.
0: Good. That sounds like a lot of fun. Well, we're going to get into today's conversation on Minding the Gap. If you haven't joined us before, you can find everything online at estisfinancial.net. You can also connect with the team on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn as well. And we uh, put plenty of well, all of our shows up there, but also plenty of resources up on the website for you. If you are trying to learn more about financial planning and retirement planning, there are a lot of options up there on the website, but always it's best to have a one-on-one conversation. So if you have any maybe questions about what we discussed today, or you think maybe there are some gaps in your plan, don't hesitate to reach out to Bree and her father, Tim, over at SS Financial, and you can con- contact them at 817-444-8402. All right, so Minding the Gap. Again, we're referencing the London Mind the Gap signs that you see everywhere on their subway system, which is called the Tube. But the first gap we want to talk about for our financial planning is, is that paycheck gap. Brie, as soon as you walk away from work, all of a sudden you don't have that guaranteed paycheck coming in.
1: Yes. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with is not only are you not having you know, a guaranteed paycheck, Social Security, and if you have a pension, if you're lucky enough to have one, don't usually replace 100% of the income. I mean, Social Security is not designed to replace 100% of your income. And so... The gap there is using what you have accumulated, using your savings and taking a look at the best way, the most prudent way to position that to to work for you, to my, to fill some of the gap and make sure that you're comfortable with the amount of risk that you're taking on and the positioning those assets to fill the gap. It's not an easy one.
0: It's not, it's not, but it can be one that uh, can cause you some income issues in retirement. If you are not prepared for that, obviously this is one that you're all, you're aware that's going to happen, but having a plan for how you're making up that gap is important. Social security and Medicare. If you are someone that is, been, is lucky enough to maybe retire early, you're not going to get social security right away. Medicare is another thing you have to kind of plan for, but that's a, this could be a, a pretty significant gap of maybe two, three, four years, depending on when you retire.
1: Well, and maybe you don't want your social security benefit to start at 62, True. which means that gap is even bigger. If you want to wait till full retirement age, uh, which for me is 67, I don't expect it to stay at 67, by the way, I expect it to be much larger. I'm going to have a big gap. And so I need to make sure I've positioned assets to where I can not only take maybe take an income stream off of them, but also have them grow. So they're keeping up with inflation. The biggest issue I see when it comes to the social security gap and the paycheck gap, well, I think we're going to cover it here shortly, is not, is not just inflation, but also the fact that we've got to take on a little bit of risk. And a lot of people don't know the amount of risk they're comfortable taking on to fill those gaps. Everybody wants to be as conservative as possible, but also get a 20% return, right? Right. Right. It's just kind of how the world works. Mm -hmm. And if you're taking out, say, 4% of your investments, you've got to make sure you're making 4% to stay even or higher than that. And so that's where the social security gap can get you. The other thing is a lot of it's very hard not to think in black or white when it comes to your investments. People think I'm either, you know, I'm going to take this much out of my IRA for this number of years and it's going to grow to this. And that's not necessarily true the way it works. And so it's it doesn't necessarily have to be an all or none. And you, you can adjust and you should adjust how much you're taking out of your investments to cover the social security gap. And know that just because right now you may not want to take social security, you know, right now you might want to take it at 62, but as you get older, a little older and a little closer, you might want to wait. Just know that once you have said, yes, I'm taking social security and you've told Social Security, then that has is started. But in the meantime, allow allow some change and some flexibility in your plans.
0: And then and then for Medicare too, is that health care gap, that, that health insurance gap, if people decide to retire before sixty five, is that difficult to to make up for? And are a lot of people thinking about the way they're gonna cover that health insurance for those couple of years?
1: Yes. It is health insurance is really expensive, especially if you're having to um, buy it outright, especially if you're not employed um, and you're not under an employer plan. And so knowing what, knowing the cost of health health insurance for you and expecting it to grow at say 7% or so is, is important. It's knowledge Getting as much information on the front hand, doing your homework, doing your research. Yes, it's terrifying. I get it. It's scary. I don't like doing it either. I'm not going to pretend that I have all the answers here. (laughs) I I know sometimes sticking my head in the sand feels the best too. But the more you can get ahead of it, the more you can answer the scary questions. How much is my health insurance going to cost? the better we can plan for it the better we can work together to make sure you're in a position to where you can pay for it and then once you meet reach medicare eligibility you may still need one a supplement medicare supplement and so that's where also the cost of that that's something else to look into it's there is no right or wrong answer there's a lot of different ways to reach your goals but you have to be willing to compromise some places and be adaptable and be flexible and make changes. And it's terrifying. I know it's terrifying, but the the quicker we face it or the better we face it with the most information, the better off we are.
0: Well, I know you, you mentioned putting your head in the sand and, I, and it kind of makes me think of that inflation gap that you kind of touched on a little bit, but we want to just kind of ignore um, the fact that maybe our money just isn't as valuable. and doesn't have the same buying power that it did maybe when we retired or when we were saving for it. But this inflation gap was already something you need to be aware of. But I know that we're talking more and more about inflation right now in 2021. And maybe moving forward, that inflation number could be ticking up a little bit. And this is a gap that might become bigger and bigger for people.
1: I think this is. And the reason I feel that way is that I have I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't paying attention to what other financial advisors were saying. And I've heard a lot of financial advisors talk about the fact that inflation isn't there. It doesn't really matter. Um, and they haven't been including it in their plans for the fast, fact the last few years. And that just blows my mind and terrifies me for a lot of different reasons, because a lot of the income streams that people re- rely on in retirement aren't going to keep up uh, with inflation. For example, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm thinking out loud. Social Security get a cost. Of, Social Security recipients get a cost of living adjustment, COLA. But that adjustment's actually less than the actual rate of inflation. Pensions may or may not have a cost of living adjustment each year. So without putting money to the side that you know is going to match or beat inflation, ten dollars isn't going to buy you what it buys you today four years from now. I mean, I remember when I could get a five from my parents and fill up my ta- my gas tank in my car. Now, granted, I was 16, I but still, <laughs> like, five isn't going to do much nowadays. So, you know, and we look at those things, how much a house cost when you we were born, how much I just turned 40. And so um, I got one of those cards. From someone like this is how much, <laughs> um, you know, a loaf of bread cost when you're born, and this and that and the other, and and you know, we laugh about it, we look at it, but it doesn't hit you until you really, really think about our buying power. And quite frankly, we didn't have cell phones when I was born, we didn't have computers when I was born, so there's a lot of just different segments of the market that have completely changed.
0: I laugh about in that past gas. forty years. <laughs> Those prices are amazing. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago either. That's how, you know, time, inflation, it, it, you know, it, it increases quickly. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, w- know, I would say $5, ins- put $5 on pump one, Breen. you'd be good for a week. <laughs>
1: it's insidious because, yes, it it does. It, you, it feels like it increases quickly, but it doesn't. It's the little, like, oh, the life of bread is five cents more this week than it was last week. And you don't pay attention until five cents is a buck. Right. You don't notice it. You just go about your life and you don't even think about it. And unfortunately, by the time you've noticed it, the reason you're noticing it is because something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Inflation scares me; it scares me significantly because of the fact that there's no controlling it. There's nothing that you can do to. Well, I don't want to pay four dollars for this loaf of bread. I want to pay three twenty-five, like what it was worth last. You know what I paid last year. Sorry, most m- yeah, most Kroger's, Albertsons grocery stores, they aren't there to bargain. No. <laughs> and so that, that's where it, it scares me.
0: Yeah, if, if, you, are, if you aren't having the, the inflation conversation with your advisor, whoever you're working with to build your retirement plan, obviously it needs to be a priority. As you can see, uh, something that Bree pays a lot of attention to and works very closely with. But it can be a very big gap that you're not really prepared for. And, it's, and by the time you are, as you mentioned, it's going to be too late to try to make up that ground. So put that on your list. Uh, another one that... We want to discuss here is the long-term care gap, and this is again one that you might not either you might be aware of, but you might just say, "Well, I'm in good health; I don't really have to worry about a whole lot long-term." That's something I can maybe save for a little bit more down the road. But I think a lot of times people just aren't quite aware of how much it's going to cost them if they don't have that money set aside.
1: Exactly. I mean, right now for a semi-private nursing home in Texas, seventy thousand dollars isn't Completely out of the realm of possibilities, or ninety thousand dollars, depending upon what you what you want and the care that you're com- that you would like for your spouse. So if you're if one spouse is spending seventy to ninety thousand dollars on just their their life, what of your pension, of your income streams, of your savings do you have set aside for the other spouse? Because most of the time, both spouses don't need the same level of care at once, or it's two times seventy, not both covered for seventy. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. It does. And so
1: you need to make sure that you you've got a comfortable lifestyle needs to pay for your to pay for your care, not only your care, but to make sure your other spouse has some quality of life as well. And this is one that always nobody likes talking about long-term care. Nobody enjoys it. It makes them feel nobody wants to think about themselves in a diminished capacity in any way, shape, or form. And I I completely understand. I mean, it's it's a scary, scary thought. The problem is, is that we're living longer and not necessarily healthier, and we're seeing more and more cases of dementia of the Alzheimer's persuasion. And and I've I mean I've seen it in my own family, uh, in my my husband's family. I mean we're aware of it. We we have his unfortunately his grandfather has had a silver alert issued on him before, um, and so I've seen it and I've seen how hard it is on his grandmother and his aunt to take care of um, Chewy. And we don't live near our families anymore. I mean, Texas is a huge state and Tim's father lived in Houston. And as close as we were to grandpa and as much as I loved grandpa, he didn't want to move up here. He had his church. He had his um, organizations he cared about down there. And we couldn't uproot our lives to live there. And it's hard to organize care for family or to rip them out of the only their network It's just it's really, really hard nowadays. And we don't have the family support around that we used to have for long term care. And so it's something you've got to think about. It's something that you've got to you've got to think about how your budget would handle one of you being in care. You have to think about, okay, well, if I'm not going to pay for it, if I'm not going to get long term care insurance, how is this going to impact my kids? How is this going to impact my spouse? How is this going to impact my siblings? And I think one of the best gifts my parents have ever given my sisters and I is the fact that they they both have very good long-term care insurance because we work. I mean, one of my sisters is in Colorado, the other one is is in Virginia, and I'm here in Texas. I know it would fall to me here in Texas cuz that's where they they are. And and that's a lot of responsibility.
0: Very much so. So, a gap that uh, you might not have plans for it quite yet but should be a high priority for you all right last one we want to touch on today on the financial flight plan podcast is the widow's gap um, this one you might not have heard of before but it is that income gap that's created if you are in the position where you ever lose your spouse and you know the the reality is that there's a good chance that that everyone will experience this in their relationship at some point
1: Yeah, a widow, a widow's gap. A lot of people don't want to think about the death of the first spouse, and they don't want to. They don't know how Social Security is going to change, and you're going to lose the lesser of a Social Security benefit. So that means some money is definitely not coming in the door. Is the pension going to stay the same? Most of them aren't. So you're going to lose. The pension's going to decrease, or potentially just disappear entirely, depending upon the chosen spousal benefits. And it is financially devastating. If you look at the statistics of the number of people that apply for bankruptcy, people that apply for bankruptcy are either widows or people who have just gone through a divorce where they've lost some of that that income, some of that money. And so it's a terrifying thing to think about. I don't want to think about a day that I don't roll over and, and see my husband's smiling face next to me. I know that's, that's a scary thing to think about, but as a woman... Just knowing our life expectancy and knowing that my life expectancy is longer than his, it's something I've got to plan for.
0: Got a plan? Got a plan? That is the name of the game. And while we talk about all these things we do today, and and this isn't what we had on our list, Bree. But one other gap that I'll, I'll add to this is the gap maybe in the, in your idea of how much you're going to owe in taxes and the actual reality <laughs> of what you're going to owe in taxes. In Ooh,
1: taxes, the tax gap, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, And this is part of the reason we have our our, uh, toolkit, our tax time on toolkit is because it's another area where I want to make sure that we are helping people plan for the best of their ability to the best of their abilities for gaps that they're going to have. And you can avoid taxes. You can use an IRA and avoid paying taxes now on money or a 401k, but eventually you're going to have to pay taxes on that money. And at what rate? I don't know. My crystal ball is broken today. Quite frankly, it's never worked wonderfully. And that's why I don't believe in crystal balls. But um, So the best thing we can do is prepare for all situations and make assumptions, maybe make high assumptions. But I'd rather have assumed my taxes are going to be at 35% and be wrong and only pay 20 than thought they were going to be at 10 and then paid 20. Kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's one of those situations where eh, the more you can think about it and the more you can know and educate and know what kind of assets you have, the better off you're going to be. And whatever you can do now to prepare with the known variables, the better situation you're going to be in for the long term. And so that's why we have our Ticking Tax Toolkit. And in it, we've got the seven mistakes people make when planning their Retirement book that we wrote with a good friend of ours. And so it's available for free, gratis, complimentary to all of the listeners from our podcast. Just do us a favor and either and send us an email at info, info at estesfinancial.net, and we will get you a ticking tax toolkit out.
0: Again, info at estesfinancial.net. That's the way to do it. There's also a link to contact on the website too. If you forget that, uh, Estesfinancial.net is the website again. Take advantage of that ticking tax time bomb toolkit. Make sure that gap is taken care of. All right. Time for getting to know Bree Ray away from work. We always ask her a question. And today, Bree, what age do you wish you could be permanently?
1: What age do I wish I could be permanently? Mm, I actually like where I am right now.
0: Good answer. Good answer.
1: I'm I'm feeling more comfortable in my skin. I'm feeling wiser. I'm I'm happy. I'm really, really happy where I am right now. I um I've learned a lot about myself and the people in my life. And you know, it's 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 hard. It's hard because part of me'd love to go back and be, you know, eighteen again and be silly, but yeah. I am really, really happy where my life
0: is currently. I love it. It's a great answer. And hopefully that's how most people feel if uh, if presented with that same question. We all have ages that we we love, but hopefully you're happy with, with where you are and very content with, with your life currently. All right, let's close out the Financial Flight Plan podcast with a mailbag question. We always do it, so send it in to us. If you have something on your mind, we would love to do our best to answer it for you on the show. Brad's in Fort Worth. He says, they recently announced at work that our 401ks are now going to have the Roth option. Should I put my future savings in that instead of the traditional 401k? I love this question.
1: Congratulations on your plan joining um, year 2021, Brad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love a Roth 401k option. And the reason I love it so much is that you can put more money in a Roth 401k than you could a traditional Roth IRA. So you could get more money into a taxed never again account than you could any other way. The other reason I like it is because we don't have to worry about your income limits that you'd have with the Roth IRA. It's just it's just a wonderful and amazing planning tool. Now, that being said, it's not all great. It's not all wonderful. It's probably going to re- increase your taxable. It's going to re- increase your taxable income right now. So you might end up paying a little bit more in tax. You're going to end up paying a little bit more in tax now. But the benefit is you're never going to pay tax again on that money. As long as you follow the the distribution rules, the five-year 59 and a half rules, you're not even going to have, have to pay tax on the growth. And so it's a very, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about Roth 401ks, almost embarrassingly. So. <laughs> but if you can afford to do it, I say do it. I think it's wonderful. I definitely would.
0: Yeah, that's great. And hopefully... Hopefully you have that Roth option, whoever's listening in your uh, account. But make sure you always ask your employer just to double check uh, if you aren't sure. Ask them if they if that. Roth there's
1: nothing option. wrong with asking.
0: Yep. I mean, what's the worst
1: case scenario? They can say no. Well, there you are. Then you're where you are now. But if they say yes, if they say yes, there's some wonderful and amazing things we can do for planning purposes. So I always encourage everyone to ask about the Roth four
0: oh one K. Yeah, and maybe if you ask and they don't have it, they know, okay, well, we have employees that are interested in this. Maybe we should make this a priority for our company as well. So definitely cannot hurt to ask that question. But Brad, we do appreciate you sending in your question to us today on the Financial Flight Plan podcast. And that will do it for this episode. Minding the gap, it is so important. There are gaps in your retirement. Bree, if they have not paid attention to these, please put them on your list. Sit down with a financial advisor, certified financial planner like Bree and Tim and make it happen
1: yes this is very much i want you to make this happen you know take the time you are worth it your retirement is worth it your future is worth it take the time to sit down with a certified financial planner and uh go out and lead an abundant
0: life